0: Hey, this is Dr. Rob Elder, president and CEO of Metro Chiropractic Center in St. Louis, Missouri. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science of success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne.
1: If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker, Stacy O'Byrne, as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacy O'Byrne.
2: Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne. And I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Dr. Rob Elder. Rob Elder is a native of St. Louis, Missouri, and he graduated from the University of Missouri, Columbia in 1986 with a bachelor's degree in biology with an emphasis in chemistry. While attending the university, he was a pre-med student and became heavily involved in clinical research in the department of nephrology. He was involved in the day-to-day operations of data collection, surgical procedures, and research paper development. After graduating, he pursued a career in genetic research working at clinical sciences research department Washington University at Barnes Hospital. He was in charge of sequencing a 2200 base pair nicotinic acetylcholine brain receptor, comparing it to data of other known cataloged genetic sequences. During that time, Dr. Elder was also heavily involved in competitive bodybuilding, winning several awards such as Mr. St. Louis, middleweight class, and suffered a severe injury that affected his right shoulder. He tried different treatment regimens, but with no success. Then he was encouraged to seek out chiropractic. Even though he was already scheduled for orthoscopic shoulder surgery, not only did chiropractic heal the true cause of the shoulder pain, being a bodybuilder and fitness enthusiast, it resonated with his core beliefs about health, wellness and fitness perfectly. He then applied to Logan College of Chiropractic in Chesterfield, Missouri, which was ranked as one of the top colleges in the country for chiropractic doctorate programs. He graduated in December, 1990 and immediately began private practice in January, 1991. He continues to pursue a deeper understanding of spinal biomechanics, having a distinguished fellow certification in chiropractic biophysics, and currently for the last eight years studying independently with Raymond Weigand, DC chiropractic physician, mechanical engineer, and physicist, as well as the developer of the spinal analysis system. Dr. Elder has always considered it his joyful obligation to continue to pursue knowledge that can be utilized to help his patients with whatever they suffer with, or even to optimize health and or athletic performance, whether it be with the most advanced chiropractic care, functional medicine, and nutritional therapy, or utilizing some of the many unique therapies he has available, such as pulsed electromagnetic therapy known as PEMF, K-laser, or spinal disc compression therapy. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited for you to hear my conversation today with Dr. Rob, he is dynamic, phenomenal, and extremely well-versed on the ups and downs of success and how wellness and health contribute to your journey pursuing success. This is gonna be a phenomenal conversation, and really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or, If you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or maybe you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com/slash. I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com/slash. I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a phone call with us to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. Dr. Rob, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. I, hey, I sound really awesome. <laughs> like you make me, me sound more awesome than I am, I think, but, I have, but thank you. <laughs> I have to tell you,
2: that's a phenomenal bio, incredible bio.
0: It, I've had quite the journey, I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. So-,
2: so So you were pre-med, right? Yes, right. And bodybuilding. So, I mean, let's face it. We know that very few medical doctors really study nutrition, right? Correct, correct. Because there's what, like an hour's worth of class in their studies that's mandatory?
0: About, yeah, Yeah. it's not very much. It's very minimal.
2: Yeah, so so what got you, during pre-med, during the pursuit of allopathic, what interested you in the physical health and wellness?
0: You know, it was, I think I was 14 years old. It was a skinny runt of a kid, and I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger in <laughs> pumping iron. And I'm okay. watching this guy and I said, I want to be lumpy like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I bought his books, um, The Education of a Bodybuilder. I watched Stay Hungry and I studied him because I'm like, here's a guy who came from nothing. Mm-hmm. And became this world renowned bodybuilder, real estate mogul, actor. I mean, had everything. And I'm like, I wanna what's what does he do and what can I emulate and follow that he did that could make me successful as well. So mm-hmm. I learned a lot of life lessons from Arnold when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> so and I had the advantage, I actually met him. It was a real honor to meet him. Nice that was, that was pretty cool, yeah.
2: So the scrawny little 14-year-old decided that he wanted a lumpy body.
0: Yes. <laughs> what, else, yes.
2: what else did that, that young Rob decide? I mean, what made you go into medicine?
0: So I always wanted to be a doctor when I was a kid. I was like six years old. And I remember my mom and dad got me a, a little black doctor's bag for Christmas because I yeah. always wanted to be a doctor. And it, it just never that never waned. I always wanted to be in healthcare a physician or something and I got into research and I enjoyed that but I, I missed the, the patient and the human interaction. So I was often in labs by myself. And I'm a social being and so I'm like I gotta be with people. So but I love healthcare. It just fascinates okay.
2: me. Okay so then I I'll make an assumption that the <clears throat> the injury diverted your path because of the success you had with with the mind-body holistic healing.
0: Correct. Okay. Yep.
2: So, so you woke up one day after all this investment in your degree and in your career and in your pursuit to be an allopathic doctor. So Mm -hmm. you wake up one day and you switch gears and you go all in.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: So when you went all in to become this chiropractor, was there any fear, any concern, any second guessing?
0: No, I just, when I decide to do something, it's like, that's what I'm going to do. Come hell or high water. My, my parents weren't really happy about it. I bet. Um, My mom was like, are you sure you want to do it? I'm like, no, this is what I want to do. This makes sense to me. This resonates with, with what I believe healthcare should be. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I just did. So I told my boss at the hospital, I'm like, I'm quitting, going to chiropractic college. And he's like, okay. So that was that. So
2: have, have you always, always been in some field of medicine or research? Yes. Or there or, or, or did you have a prior history while you were going to school, like waiting tables or anything like that?
0: Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, I actually, uh, I was a hod carrier, which is my stepdad is, uh, was a masonry contractor. So a hod carrier is somebody that's going to, uh, yeah, they do all the labor jobs. So mm-hmm. it's pretty intense. It's very heavy physical work. And uh, yeah, so I, I busted my butt you know, for the summers to make money to go to school. And and um, yeah, I waited, I did weight wait tables. I was a bus boy. I was a bouncer for four years. I was a bouncer at a bar and an assistant manager. So I had odd jobs just to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: What, what made you decide after becoming a chiropractor and getting out of school, what made you decide to open up your own healing center, your own office?
0: Yeah. So I, when I got out of school and I started practice, I actually went in with another doctor who was my mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, Roy Hillgartner he practices in St. Louis here he's retired now he was the guy at, at Logan Chiropractic College he you know he drove the Corvette he had the best practice he just he just had the air about him you know he was the guy and uh confident, nice guy and I talked to him about going out to Arizona to start up a practice out there and he said I'm looking for an independent contractor why don't you come talk to me we can see if it's a good fit so it was a distinct honor because he was. I really looked up to this guy, and he taught me what it means to be a chiropractor. Because you go to school and you learn all the technical data, and you know you, you how to pass a test and the diagnostic tests that you do, but to actually apply that knowledge to the patient itself—that that's an education in itself. And so he taught me what it means to be a chiropractor. So I'll never forget that. I'm still friends with him. We talk on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after about five years, I'm like, I'm ready to go on my own. I always wanted to be my own boss. I don't play well with, Sam in, with kids in the sandbox. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have very strong set ideas of how I want things run um, and done. Um, I'm a very procedural person. Uh, I like systems. And so I knew I wanted to go on my own eventually. And he, he helped me with that as well. He helped me set up my office.
2: Nice. So when you, when you went out on your own, what? What what was it that you wanted to accomplish, and why? Because it's a big venture. I mean, it is. It's scary.
1: One,
2: yeah, I, I mean, a, a lot of entrepreneurs are home based entrepreneurs, and mm-hmm. and a lot of sales professionals are home based. And when you get into something brick and mortar, there's obviously a larger investment. And when you're into the medical field, you have equipment. I know you have an insane investment in your office, yes. and I'm assuming that wasn't <laughs> all at once. So, Correct. so, so, what was it that you wanted to accomplish, and why by opening up your own facility?
0: Well, I, I needed the freedom to be able to do things the way I wanted them done,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, versus being an independent contractor or an associate. You know, my family are all self-employed. My my dad had a construction company did countertops so he ran his own business and my mom helped with that my stepdad had his own business so I've always been around people that were self-employed so it's just kind of a natural flow for me to do my own thing and really to allow me I guess to reach the success I wanted to financially keep a balance of life and that's a constant battle is keeping that balance of life with what's personal with relationships children business um, self, uh, but I figured it'd be easier for me to do that on my own. It wasn't at first because you got to invest a lot of time Mm -hmm. into your business, but eventually that's what I wanted.
2: So you just shared something with me. I never knew both your parents were self-employed. So you, you grew up in an entrepreneurial mindset environment.
0: Yes. Yes. My dad did very well. Okay. okay
2: so so did you ever see the ups and downs the sacrifices the discipline the commitment uh did did you ever see the hard times the good times
0: yeah I mean I I grew up in a you know my my home life was interesting because my dad I think I with you, my dad's an alcoholic Mm -hmm. um very loving man great guy but you know he's an alcoholic so Mm -hmm. he would go out and drink pretty much every night but mm-hmm. he never missed work he okay. always was up going to work um no matter what i, I don't think i ever saw my dad stay home sick oh, in wow. my in my 18 19 years of being at home before mm-hmm. went to college he always went to work
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know the guy quit school in the 10th grade <laughs> never even finished high school and uh started his own business and did quite well and retired a millionaire um wow. yeah but he was smart he just He worked hard, and he stuffed his money away, and he invested wisely, and he's done quite well.
2: Mm -hmm. So, how about your mother? Did your mother work with him, or
0: yeah? So she she stayed at home and she did a part time job uh, so she could stay home with the kids. Mm -hmm. But uh, but she helped my dad as far as like you know running the business, as far as some of the bookkeeping things like that, because she had an accounting background. And then my stepdad, when my folks got divorced and they got married, my mom did the books for my stepdad. Uh, he had about 45 employees at one time. He had a pretty big construction company. And, okay. uh, but yeah, but I saw with that, I saw a lot of the stress. My dad is like, Mr. No stress. <laughs> uh, he's Mr. Chill. My mm-hmm. stepdad was a type A personality and, you know, and it was tough. You know, he had some rough days and, and, uh, you know, very loving man, great bricklayer, great foreman, worked hard. But, you know, sometimes it's the, uh, some of the employees didn't want to work quite so hard and that they had the stress rating. So right. yes, so that's a lot of that too.
2: So growing up in the environment that you grew up in, you had a vision early on of what it looked like, the commitment level and, and the persistence, the sacrifice, the focus, all of that, yeah. especially since he was successful. Yes. So starting your, your venture, is this the first business venture you ever started?
0: Uh, I had a paper route. <laughs> I don't think counts. Um, okay, no, but yeah,
2: no, no. Play. You know, I was a, I, I, I was an entrepreneur when I was five with yeah. a lemonade stand. So, yeah,
0: you bet. <laughs> I had to sell newspaper subscriptions. I had to collect yeah. the money. Yeah. Um, I delivered the papers. I collected money, and I always, even then, Stacey, it's like service. Yeah. You serve people well. There was a yeah. couple yeah. older ladies that you know they were single and they're widowed, and I would put their newspapers in between their storm and door and their doors. So they wouldn't have to come out to get the paper. Because wow. I'm like, you know, it's just things you can do for people and make the life a little easier. And yeah. it tipped very well you know, when I did that. But I didn't mind. And I've always carried that mindset into business. You know, there's, there's, there's a ton of chiropractors in St. Louis. There's like there 1,800. Wow. And I know that patients can go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They drive past probably 10 on the way to my office. And I never forget that. They can go somewhere else. Yeah, They choose here. And that's, that's an honor. And you that's... don't ever you never take that for granted. So when people come in here, yeah, I've always had the mindset of make this the best part of their day.
2: Nice. So how old were you when you went off on your own?
0: Uh, As far as business? Yes. Uh, Let's see. It was 1995 when I started my own practice. So I was uh, 31.
2: Okay. All right, so you're 31 years old, starting on your own. At 31, how did you define success? What did success mean to you then, as opposed to what it means to you now?
0: At that point, it was really the freedom of doing the things the way I wanted to do them. Um, I never did well as an employee. I just didn't like being an employee. I'm like, I wanna do things my way. I can do it better. I wanna be in charge. So I always gravitated towards that. But just getting out on my own at first was about the freedom of allowing me to take the vision where I wanted to go. Now, you know, it's really about family for me, taking care of my family. Okay. You know, making sure my kids, really, they watch me. You know, your kids watch you and be an example for them. You know, working hard, dedicating yourself to a, to a cause because then work doesn't become work. It's a passion and they should have a good life. I'm like, you can do anything you wanna do in life. I yeah. love what I do. You know, I love getting up and coming to the office cause I love what I do. So for them to see that and understand that they can have anything they want if they set their mind to it, that's, that's my, that's what it means for me now.
2: Okay. So I, I wanna shift gears a little, not much. Um, you know, one thing that I notice when it comes to healers, and this also is uh, pretty, pretty common in, in most salespeople, is most people who are truly living their passion show up so in service with people
1: mm-hmm. that
2: they ha- have a hard time selling their service to people. Especially the healers, the doctors, because there's a there's a big difference between the doctor hat and the business owner hat, right? Very much
0: so. Very much so, yes.
2: So so how how have you switched hats? Because the doctor wants to take care of someone, the business owner wants to make a profit.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So so what is selling to you and how do you do it when you've got that conflict?
0: Well, you know, part of it is, and you kind of brought this to light for me recently, because you said, do you, you asked me, you said, do you think you're better than most chiropractors? I said, absolutely. And not trying to sound haughty mm-hmm. or conceited, but I've done a lot of training. Yeah. Chiropractors send me their patients. I take care of chiropractors and patients and they pay me. I'll do it for free because I can't. Mm-hmm. So you you said, so doesn't it make sense for you to make sure that that patient that comes in your door sticks with you and gets services from you so they get the great outcome to prevent them from getting a less than great outcome, maybe with somebody that's not as well-trained. And that's absolutely true. I mean, if you believe in what you do, you want to protect that person from getting a crappy experience someplace else, right? (laughs) And also, I got to keep my doors open. I cannot serve and I cannot... You know, my cause is to help people. That's why I do this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If I don't have an office, <laughs> I can't make a living, and I can't have an office people come to. Then I'm not serving anybody. Yeah. So I've, I've got to have people pay money to come in here and get the services that they deserve that I can deliver um, at a reasonable cost. And I'm not the cheapest car i I'm probably the most expensive, but there's a reason for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so that's why you gotta you gotta sell without selling because yeah. I love what I do. This is not. I'm not selling a car, I'm selling health mm-hmm. and I can get them back. I have no qualms about confidence in getting people better. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a price for that, And I'm okay with that.
2: So, you know, one of the, one of the struggles of most business owners is the pipeline of prospective clients, right? Mm-hmm. right. So I'd really like to talk about how you grew your business Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
2: So so how did you grow your practice? Here's how
0: I grew my business. When I started my practice in 1991 at Baldwin Chiropractic Center as an independent contractor, mm-hmm. I literally took business cards and walked up and down the street and went to every business up and down the street. And I said, hi, my name is Dr. Rob Elder. I'm a new chiropractor. I practice up the street here. Here's my business card. If I can help you or your family or any friends to achieve better health, please give me a call. I'd appreciate the referral. That's how I built my practice. I went door to door. Wow! Uh, I did screenings. I would go to events on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday by myself, all day. I'd be out in the heat. I'd be out in the cold. I'd be screening people for health issues, giving them an opportunity to come in and see me. That's how I did it. It was it was face to face. You know, you can't sit in your office and go. Well, I hope people come in here. You got to beat the bushes sometimes. Yeah. And I still do. Yep,
2: spray and pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still yes. door knock and you still scream?
0: Well, I do. Um, like I've got an event at uh, House of Pain gym that I train at. And mm-hmm. that's one of my other passions is I like to power lift and bodybuild and do, I like to lift heavy, stupid things. That's what I do. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, there's a giant 400 pound tire. I think I want to try to lift that. That's what I do. Okay. Um, so the owner and I have a great relationship and he's a very forward thinker with uh, with this club. So he wants me to come out and do a talk. You know, do I have to do that? No, but I like it. It's fun. I can get some new people from it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and I do marketing. I do uh, Facebook marketing. I spend 3500 bucks a month on marketing, but it's effective, you know? So my return on investment is such that it, it's it's a no-brainer.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people that don't understand how chiropractic works, and we're still trying to crack that barrier, right? Even in 2021, we going, look, we are the answer to most healthcare problems. Yeah. And so it's a way for me to introduce people to come in at a discounted rate, meet us and see that we don't have three heads and, <laughs> you know, and we're good people and yeah. hey, we got the solutions here. So yeah, it's a, it's a constant thing is marketing.
2: So, you know, there's, there's so many different ways to market a business and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you've got an active approach and a passive approach and we truly need a combination of both. Yes. So, So many people passively show up for their business and expect Mm -hmm. to be able to actively serve their prospective client who doesn't even know they exist. And they Mm -hmm. don't understand because they're on social media. They don't understand because they're posting and they're interacting and they're engaging and they're doing videos. And they don't understand because they go out to networking events. However, a networking event can be an active or a passive right? Mm -hmm. There is nothing passive by knocking on someone's door and introducing yourself, right? right?
0: Yeah, that's very active.
2: That is extremely active. So, so has it always been easy for you?
0: I'm not shy, (laughs) Uh, if you haven't noticed that already. I mean, even when I was a bouncer and I started my practice, I continued to bounce after I started because I had zero patience, you know, in my office. So I went, I took business cards as I'm working at the bar and handing out cards. So here you go. I did that's, here, that's After I
2: throw you out, I'll adjust. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's a little joke, I'm like, yeah. I saw one of my buddies today, uh, Tommy. Um, I've known Tommy for 31 years. He's a bouncer as well. He still comes to me today. Mm-hmm. You know, I got people that I knew 31 years ago that still come to me, um, that I met at the bar, or that I met out. I got patients that still come to me today, 31 years later. But yeah, it's never been hard for me to go to people and talk about what I do. Mm-hmm because it's my joyful obligation. I mean, I love what I do, you know? And it would be a tragedy if I didn't do that and then somebody ends up getting back surgery and then it doesn't work. Then they get hooked on opiates and it destroys their life. You know, what if they said, you're a chiropractor? You never told me. You never told me that this could help me. You know, I don't want that. I don't want the what ifs.
2: I, love how you defined it joyful obligation mm-hmm. that's yep. incredible yep. has has pursuit of success been easy for you i mean no. have you always been successful
0: no no i mean it's a, it's a struggle I, there's ups and downs as always in life and business personal relationships per, whatever you know it's it's life is life's a bit of a struggle sometimes we all know that but it's your mindset of never quit You know, never, never, never quit. Never give up. And I've been to the point sometimes where I go, this is really getting too much. And then I slap myself in the ass and then I get back to to work again, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, and you know, some of the personal struggles I'm going through now, we talked about that. Yeah. It's just life. It just happens. Yeah. Um, But when you come in here to serve people and do your purpose, you know, that everything goes away.
2: So, so I'd like to invite you to shift your perspective on that one statement, you know, life happens. It's always up and down. It's going to, life's going to be what you look for it to be. And when we look for yep. it to have ups and downs, we're going to find the ups. We're going to find the downs. Mm-hmm. Does life happen? You know, uh, the, the listeners have heard me say this before life starts with an L that's the, the life, the living it ends mm-hmm. with an E that's our end. Mm-hmm. is that if in between mm. that is yeah. in between that's the unpredictable situations that we get to choose to react to or respond to
0: right absolutely
2: and and reality is and, and reality is their moments and our choice with a moment can determine the longevity of that situation mm-hmm. right because right because life does happen, life will happen. And I mean, the pandemic, who saw it coming? Well, they've mm-hmm. been telling us for 20 years, we're creating a super bug, right? Mm-hmm. right? So then, so then all of a sudden people shut down or they pivot, right? So, So no matter what happens, you have a choice at that moment to let it create you or define you.
0: Absolutely.
2: And, you know, we never have a bad day. We have a bad moment. We never have a bad year. We have a bad moment. Now, if you let that moment and you choose to really focus on it, our neurology is built to create what it is we focus on. Right. So, so let's talk about these, these ups and downs, right? The, these ups and downs in success, because, because as you said, so many people get to that edge, that cliff. Where, they, where they're done they want to give up, they've had it right, right. If success was easy, everyone would do it. Right. Success is simple because it's a science and it can be it, it, it has tried and true processes that people get to choose to implement or not. Right. And when things get difficult, when things aren't easy, all that is is feedback, right? right? So, can you share the the journey of the ups and downs and 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 some of the lessons that you've gotten out of them?
0: You know, it's funny. One of the things I told a friend of mine: it's like it's kind of weird. It's like when when things go maybe the wrong way, that that eggs me on. Mm. It, it it inspires me to go. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay, let's let's kick some butt here and figure this <laughs> out. Mm -hmm. Um now I don't want to create that. (laughs) I don't want to go, hey, let's 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 have uh downside all the time so I can create this energy. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it depends, like you said, how you look at it. One of my good friends that works in the office here, Dr. Melissa, she said it doesn't matter what happens, it's what happens next. Right? It's it's what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. So because things happen, and like you said, you can either be reactive to it or you can pivot and make things happen and respond, right? And it's all a mindset. It's all in your mindset. And and you've you've trained me a lot on that as well. You know, the the itty bitty shitty committee sometimes gets in our head Mm -hmm. and you have to go, wait a minute. You know, I'm a good person. I'm a hell of a chiropractor. Uh, I'm a a great dad. I Mm -hmm. adore my kids.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm a good friend. Um, And I got a lot of good qualities and I love what I do. I got a good life. And so I think we all need to look at that and go, you know, we've really got a good life. Mm-hmm. but we can make it better
2: mm-hmm.
0: if we apply ourselves and use tools like you said that are tried and true business principles um, systematically apply those and get to where you want to be there's mm-hmm. no barriers it's all in our head
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know there's no, there's, no, there's nothing keeping you down
2: no. you know there's no
0: government programs there's no this or that or whatever it is' it's it's all in your own head mm-hmm. do you want it or do you not want it mm-hmm. you know Schwarzenegger said I worked he worked as a he was a bricklayer and he said, I got home from work and I went to the gym for five hours wow. and worked out. Got home eight, went to bed, got up at 6 a.m. and worked and did that every day. And he's like, eight hours of sleep. You don't need hours of sleep. Sleep faster. <laughs> <laughs> he said, You do what you gotta do. There's no barriers.
2: Let's let's pivot a little bit because uh, you know, people people are uh, for lack of a better description burning the candle at both ends, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, right. you know, when COVID happened, they were uh, childcare, they were teachers, they were parents, they were, they, they, they still had to be contributors financially to the household and employees or business owners, whatever they are, right? Yes. So, So responsibilities in life, have really expanded and technology has created an environment of immediate expectation. So when I say people are really burning the candles at both ends, I almost think people are setting themselves up for a pretty hard fall unless, mm-hmm. unless they they are they are stabilizing themselves with a solid platform to put everything in. So, right. are you building life on a on a on a on a platform of sand, or are you building your life on a solid platform of stable concrete and rebar? Right. So, so my my question to you is, with with the depth of your knowledge, how important is health to the journey of success?
0: If you don't have your health, you have nothing left. <laughs> It's really hard to build a successful business when you're sick. Mm -hmm. So I take a three hour break in the day, 12 till three, because I need that downtime to finish up some paperwork, um, you know, maybe mark some x-rays, do some business things. But I go to the gym. That's my gym time. And I go to the gym and I go every day. I don't believe in overtraining. There's only under eating. (laughs) So, so I'm like, you know, I work out 40 minutes. You mean to tell me my body can't recover in 23 hours and 20 minutes, really? Mm-hmm. So I just don't buy that. I work out every day
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'll listen to my body and it'll tell me, yeah, I take the day off. But uh, no, that's carved into my day. That is not, a, that is not an option.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When we get done here on this, on this, uh, on this uh, podcast, I'm gonna stuff my gob <laughs> with my normal food that I eat. I'm gonna go to the gym and I work mm-hmm. out and I'll shower up and come back and start my shift.
2: Nice. Okay. Yeah, because
0: you have to invest into yourself. Uh, if you don't invest in yourself, there's nothing the left for everybody else.
2: Yeah. So then, so then the question poses, and and you know, earlier you talked about balance. So, so our our listeners may recall, I don't believe in balance, I believe in harmony. If mm-hmm. we're if if we're seeking that work-life balance, uh, we're we're pursuing a unicorn because Because 51%, 49% consciously comes across as balanced, but technically Mm -hmm. on a scale. It's right. not, right. and your unconscious mind is going to look forty-nine fifty-one, not balanced, and then right. it's gonna it, it's gonna keep struggling to seek that. But if somebody can really achieve the fifty-one forty-nine or the forty-sixty, and it harmonizes and flows back and forth, and you and you you'll, you'll accept that. So in a world where people are burning the candles so frequently, how does someone take care of their life take care of their health take care of their nutrition and stay determined in the pursuit of success discipline explain that
0: so a lot of people look at discipline as a negative word Mm. like like i was disciplined as a child right or i get disciplined by my by my uh commanding officer right whatever disciplines freedom I know I'm going to go to the gym. I know what I'm going to eat. I know what what I'm going to eat. I know when I'm going to go to bed. So I can get a lot of stuff done in a day and still have downtime. Like I got home last night about you know, 7.30, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I made some dinner. I wanted to watch the Avengers. I like Marvel movies.
2: <laughs> so <laughs>
0: here I am. My, I'm, I'm going on my kids' Disney Plus channel and I watched Marvel Advent, uh, Avengers and I marked x-rays. And, you know, that... That creates I like that it's I like harmony better than balance. Yeah.
2: The harmony
0: that gave me the downtime, the mental downtime to enjoy a movie. I got some I literally was laughing out loud because there's some great scenes in the Avengers that cracked me up. And uh and I got some work done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I chatted with some friends, went to bed, had a great night's sleep, get up in the morning, started over again.
2: Nice, nice.
0: But discipline is freedom. It's not a bad thing. You discipline yourself to do what you know you need to do. Work, family, personal health. And that's your routine. And that routine gives you freedom.
2: Yeah. You know, for me, for me, success is thriving in all the major areas of life. And the only way I can do that is to really have a solid life plan. And by having a solid life plan, you know, I know what what my family's needs, wants, expectations and, and desires are, right? Yes. They love, they love, my family loves to take two weeks off and go to Maui every year. So we plan that. It's in our schedule. It. I consider it a big rock, right? Mm-hmm. Then, yes. then my, uh, Mary Lou and I, my wife and I, we then know that as a couple, we want one or two to one week times and we want a handful of four five day getaways together sure. we schedule those those are big rocks right? Yeah, right big rocks for me scheduling my my nutrition scheduling mm-hmm. my workouts scheduling right. my trainings my coaching all of all of those are big rocks birthdays big rocks right, mm-hmm. right. my meditation my meditation big rocks now mm-hmm. Now what I do is everything else, all the, uh, I'll say in air quotes, all the important things that manage my life plan, right? Mm -hmm. All the important things are now in there. They're all non-negotiables. Right. Then everything else gets scheduled that moves me into what our, our objectives are, what our goals are, what it is that we're setting out to accomplish. And we back into it, create an action plan, four different areas of our life and that gets scheduled and i run my life by my schedule now yes. we talked about that if in life shit's gonna happen mm-hmm. right. so it's not it's not that i look at my calendar and go nope sorry you can't be sick right now it's in <laughs> right. my schedule right. Right. right it's then i look in my schedule and i'm like all right this is what i'm supposed to be doing where can i move it
0: yes right right
2: and it's that discipline, it's that discipline to put it someplace else so that you can still follow through. I mean, I remember when when uh, my youngest daughter, who's turning 21 in a couple weeks, you know, I remember when she was like seven years old and she looked at me and she goes, mommy, I miss you. Can we go to Disneyland? I looked at my calendar and I was like, ah. yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> give me. Yeah. 20 minutes to
0: figure this out (laughs) shift things around
2: yeah and i did and i shifted things around and we had the most incredible time and you know to this day to this day one of the things she talks about is always knowing i was never too busy for her Mm -hmm. and that was that was really powerful and it was strictly because i had a plan and i had discipline and i could move it around right so you talked about smacking yourself in the ass, right? Mm-hmm. right.
0: What, what,
2: what type of advice do you have for, for people who haven't accomplished what they want or lost what they wanted and are rebuilding it and are having a hard time staying motivated because they're frustrated. They, they feel like they keep hitting a wall.
0: Mm-hmm. So one of the things that, that you train me on that we talked about was a different way to look at getting your goals. I think, like I always looked at a goal, like okay, what I'm going to do next week, what am I do next week, hopefully I'll get to that end point. And you told me, and this God, this is so awesome. Put yourself at that you've reached that goal already. You know, you're there, whatever that is. Well, you know, I am make a million dollars. I'm driving my blue Maserati with that tan interior, right? Yeah. And I and you visualize that because then it becomes, oh, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Then your neurology already knows it, and it and you got to remember your purpose. You know, it's like what do you want? You know, what do you want out of life? Are you going to let anything stop you? No, you just have to say no. I'm going to continue to pursue my passion,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's just the way I've always been. I'm like there is no, I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to the gym. My, I you know, I'm 57 years old. I'm still hitting records because they're really. I go there and I'm like, there's really no limit. It's just in my head. I, you know, yesterday, I'm like, doing leg extension. I'm like, I wonder if I can do the stack, which is like 250 pounds. I'm like, I'll try it out. And I did. I did like 10 reps. Wow. And I'm like, that's cool. But it's like in your mindset going, well, yeah, I'm, you're 30 today. you you will, your body will do whatever you you tell it to do. Mm-hmm. So with, with success, you know, and you're not quite there, you know, what do you want? Do it. Nice. No excuses. No excuses. Don't quit.
2: Nice. So, you know, as, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as sales professionals, you know, we always have the ups and downs. And, and the, the more focused you get, the, 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 the more simpler you allow success to be, the lower the peaks and valleys become, mm-hmm. right? And right. then you start going into the trajectory mm-hmm. of where it is you wanna you want to pursue.
1: Mm-hmm. So-
2: during that up and down point you know because i I, i've heard you say you make a very significant investment in yourself you're constantly working on personal and professional development so when someone's starting out and they see i don't have money to do this right Mm -hmm. what's your advice to them how do they make it happen
0: well so it's like when i I remember when I bought my first car, right? My mom was doing my books and she's like, you can't afford that. I said, I'll make it I'll make it happen. Because to me, it's like, I, I will do what I have to do to get what I want. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that mindset, it just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. And something else is, look at people that have what you don't have and emulate them. They've already got the success mm-hmm. and they can give you advice, you know, get some coaching. You know, I had to, the, the great pleasure of working with a guy who's already successful and i watched him how, how was he a chiropractor what how did he talk how did he dress mm-hmm. you know i emulated everything he did because he was successful mm-hmm. he was very open with with his skill set helping me um as far as like the money goes yeah you get creative sometimes yes. <laughs> you know sometimes yeah. you gotta go cheap for a while and just mm-hmm. go you know what? i don't need that right now I Mm -hmm. can do this instead. I didn't start out with decompression and laser and PEMF. Mm -hmm. I started just adjusting, but Mm -hmm. I got really good at it. You know, and I completely revamped my practice about eight years ago when I met Dr. Wiegand. Going, wow, this makes sense to me. This Mm -hmm. is where I want to go. Mm -hmm. And once again, I tell patients, if I find something that's better than what I'm doing now, I'm going to change. That's what I'm obligated to do.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And and the more you study, the more you realize you don't know, right? Which is really exciting.
2: Yeah, you know, um, life is an evolution of learnings. Absolutely. The day you stop learning is the day you really die. Because what That's you feed grows and what you starve dies, well, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that gives you the passion to continue pursuing what you do for a living. Yeah. Um, and it, I guess with you know, it's, with the money, you just it, it, the, the universe kind of creates what you want it to create.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you have your mindset, I'm going to be successful. The money will be there.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: going I'm to do this right now and get this foundation set up and then it will just build upon the next and get some coaching because they can open your eyes to some things you don't even see yeah you know so that's what i would do
2: you know i remember
0: that i've done that's what i've done
2: i i remember when i woke up with 16 cents in the bank after being embezzled from and and i remember going through that whole process of bankruptcy well, I remember a conversation I had with my coach, like the day after I woke up with no money and I had called my coach and, and I had shared with my coach, I, I can't continue. And she, her comment to me was, why, why, why can't you continue? And I said, because I'm in a situation right now where I can't afford to pay you. And she goes, Stacy, don't you think then you need to figure it out, and that you can't not afford me now. Mm-hmm. Because if you turn around and buy into your situation and allow yourself to stay disempowered, how long is it going to take you to step out of it? Mm-hmm. You're treading water in quicksand. She said, when you have someone who has eyes outside of your situation, they're going to grab you and help you navigate the unknown territory quicker. Yeah. she goes, figure it out. I'm mm-hmm. not letting you resign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, am I going to pay you? And you know what I did? I figured it out. And I figured mm-hmm. it out quick. I mm-hmm. mean, my payment for her was due in two weeks, my, 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 my next mm-hmm. reload. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. I had mm-hmm. no credit cards. They were all shut off.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I figured it out. And then mm-hmm. And then she turned around and told me, I really think you need to put yourself in this training. It wasn't her training, it was something else she recommended. And I was like, I can barely pay you. And she goes, You figured that out, didn't you? And I <laughs> said, Yes. And she goes, Then you can figure out how to do this. And I kept looking at the program, and it was like a $10,000 program. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I, How am I going to? She goes, Figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I did. The event started like, I don't know, I think it was in eight weeks and I had to put down a down payment and I had to have it paid off beforehand and I figured it out. Mm -hmm. See, there are no unresourceful people. There are only unresourceful states. Mm -hmm. And when we are in an unresourceful state, it can create the illusion of unresourcefulness when in reality is we control all of our empowerment. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you for me coaching and trainings and programs and workshops and seminars and masterminds and group and individual events have been what have created my success mm-hmm. you know people always come up to me and they go what should i do should i do this or this and i and i just look at them and i said i've never been in either or I've always been a both because they're very different and create very different outcomes. One gives us tools. The other gives us perspective and direction and Mm. guidance, right? Right. So Dr. Rob, welcome to the signature question of the show. And (laughs) that is, what does selling without selling mean to you?
0: So when I go with a new patient to go over a care plan with them, They need me. They need this for themselves. And I've got the answer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so when I go in, I'm not like, oh, God, I hope they buy. Oh, I hope to do this. I go in with the idea of, of course, they're going to sign up because I got the answers. And I'm going to take them to an- another level of health that mm-hmm. they've never experienced. And I've already created that. So to me, it's like selling without selling is just is you are sharing your passion for what you're doing. And how what I do is going to change their life. And that gives that gives me motivation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, so to me, it's like, that's not selling. No. That's, that's giving.
2: Yeah, it's serving. It's absolutely. serving,
0: absolutely. Right. It just happens to be money, fun coupons, right? <laughs> There's fun coupons that attached is what, to That,
2: that is yeah. what he said, absolutely. Yeah. You, you, you said something behind what you said, that that when you're in front of that patient and you have a care plan and you know how you can help them, You're not sitting there like, Oh, I hope I close them. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it's not, it's, it's really showing up with the mindset that you are the solution to their need, want, and desire, and Mm -hmm. that you are the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And because of that, and because of your ability to, to insert the, the money equation, the need for the money equation and all of that, and that gets extracted and Mm -hmm. you show up presenting the solution for the need, want and desire and you're 100% of service happens all the time.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, Right? absolutely, yep.
2: So Dr. Rob, welcome to the random round. See, I believe (laughs) success leaves clues and I like to extract, I like to extract uh, best practices and, and key principles from our expert guests so that our listeners can turn around and say, wow, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I want to insert that in my own life to create the level of success that I'm committed to pursuing. So let's start with, I got have a c- couple questions for you. What does your morning routine look like? What does your morning ritual look like?
0: Oh, p- be prepared to be bored. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay.
0: So I, I'm extremely disciplined in my structure. So I get up in the morning. I drink a large glass of water. So I super hydrate. I take my calcium lactate. Then I go in and I get my herbs, my herbal pills out. And I take those. I eat my fruit. I make my coffee. I take her the cat. Um, takes like five minutes and we play around and I give those little treats. And then I go take a shower. I come out and I make my breakfast and I eat. Pretty much the same thing. I eat fresh fruit first, take my shower because I want the fruit to adjust quickly. And then I take my shower to come out and make four eggs um, that I get from a farm and steel cut oats with, with blackstrap molasses and almond milk. And then off I go to work. So mm-hmm. that's my boring morning routine. I listen to the radio. I like praise and worship songs in the morning. Listen, my daughter calls it God music. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I get my day started that way and it makes me laugh. And, and uh, that's kind of how I start my day. And nice. off I go. Yeah.
2: Nice. So my my second random round question is: What's your favorite word and why?
0: My favorite word. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Probably padre.
2: Padre. Why? Wow. <laughs>
0: because my daughter calls me padre, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like people think it's fun. Like she calls you Mike. And she goes, "Hey, padre." <laughs> so it's I okay. just think it's funny. Uh, that has nothing to do with success, but it kind of does. <laughs> because of being a dad you know yeah. and everything everything we do is for our family to me absolutely so, yeah.
2: absolutely dr rob i truly appreciate you coming on to the show if our listeners want to get a hold of you find you follow you cyber stalk you what's the best <laughs> way for them to 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 find you and reach out to you
0: uh, let's say I've got a website, uh, www.metrometrocairo.com. Chiro, they can shoot me an email. Uh, that's Dr. Rob Elder. That's D-R. I say der. <laughs> D-R-R-O-B-E-L-D-E-R at att.net. Um, my office number is 314-567-7300. So those are three opportunities they can get a hold of me.
2: Awesome. Do you have any social media presence where they can find you and get? Tips yeah, or
0: I do. So I've got a social media presence on. I have somebody do this for me. Um, I farm it out and she does a great job. So I'm on Instagram, uh, Dr. Rob Elder. So I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm on Facebook. So you can seek us out that way as well.
2: Awesome. Thank you. I really Really appreciate you taking time out of your workout schedule and your feeding your gum schedule. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gob, my gob. Yeah. It's a Scottish saying, I'm feeding my gob. Feeding your my gob. gob. Yes. No, this is fun. This
2: yeah, is fun. thanks. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. I seriously had a fantastic time, and you yeah, gave our listeners an immense amount of gold nuggets. Your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least. I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com talk to stacy That's pivotpointadvantage.com talk to stacy Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you.